to Drummers Only Radio. Drummers Only is the UK's leading drum shop with store locations in Glasgow and Leeds. Our podcasts are full of interviews, gear reviews, and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop. The show is hosted by two pasty Scottish dudes who talk real fast. Whoa, slow down there, Braveheart. So here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Drummers Only Radio, episode number 49, and we are here with the legendary Abe Cunningham. Good morning to you. Good evening. Thank you. <laughs> How are you, man? You doing okay? I'm doing great. Yeah, just uh, chilling. Just got back from uh, a lovely trip to the gymnasium. Oh, good. The old... The old gymnasium. <laughs> Putting the work in? I'm trying to. Yeah, Get, man. Um, getting after I got some it. time on my hands. Yeah, I got yeah. a little time on my hands uh, as of late and trying to keep it moving, man. Yeah, man. So when you get back on the stool, it's like you're not out of shape. You feel good, you know? Yeah. You know, we're a all the free. Yeah, we're all the same here. When it all starts back, we start playing, we're going to be in shit sorry shape, not yeah. being able to play and just, yeah. So good, man. Good. Glad. Glad. So, um, we've got some questions. We just thought we would have a chat and see yeah, what's happening. Um, Sounds good to me. 2020, man. That was 20 years of white pony. Doesn't seem like it, but it, indeed, yeah, indeed it was, man. I, was it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, congratulations, yeah. you know. So Thank you. N- not many bands get to places like that now, you know. They, they don't get the sort of 20-year album that, you know, those kind of things. How does how does it feel for you? Uh, it's, I mean, it's obviously you know surreal as, as can be. Just the fact that it's been that long certainly doesn't feel like it. Um, mm. You know, no, I mean, no, I, it's a it's a you know very important record, man. You know, I mean, and like you said, just to be able to be part of something that like you know a band that ha- that is able to have a record that that uh, has some legs, I guess, on it. You know, and maybe yeah. uh, still sounds pretty all right today too. So yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, you you put out an album in the same year. Like a brand new album, your, right, right. Your second album turns to like you're still twenty years later. You're still making really genre bender music. Like that's kudos, man. That's 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 pretty amazing. Hey, man, we're trying. We're giving. We're we're trying. <laughs> keeps it keeps us uh, keeps us limber. Keeps us. You know, we just try to keep it moving forward, man. And we we just enjoy each other's company still. If you can imagine that, it's not always yeah. easy, but uh, no, man, it's a uh, it's a good time. So, do do you have any? Any memories from the sessions when you were making those kind of records back then? Oh yeah, tons. I mean, uh, there's a lot of blank memories as well. But no, no, that was a, it. Was a magical time in, in in our existence, man. You know, we had, we had been around for a while. This was our that was our third our third to be our third record. You know, mm-hmm. and we 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 got a bit of uh, we got the tail. I mean, the record. Well, no, we got the tail end of what you might call the record business. You know, like where there was mm. still, and it went on for you know a bit after us, but there was still an effort by, you know, labels signed you because they were interested in what you got. Um, mm. Of course, they want to make a buck. That's the way, you know, but they would nurture you, man. And, you know, we would we'd go on the road and and they would back you, man. And, and, you know, the goal was to eventually, of course, you know, get off get off tour support and be um, self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. But that was, and there were still some limousine pickup, you know, that, that bullshit, you know, hey, here's a, hey, kid, come in this limousine at the airport, <laughs> go to this nice dinner and yeah, all that, yeah. you know. Which when you're young seems like oh shit this is this little do you know you're paying for everything but yeah yeah right but yeah. just that whole time so with our first record you know we're like kind of in that you know wow it's the first record I can't listen to that record to this day but you know it's just because it's just what it is it's a young young band and mm-hmm. it's real I mean it's with all the warts and everything on it you know yeah. and then uh, getting to your question though and then you know second record we had seen a bit of the world and you know. We were all right. We get to make a second record, and uh, and then you know that the record deals were were called too firm. It's pretty standard. You get two two records, no matter how well or poorly the first one did. You still got okay. to make a second album. Mm-hmm. So we did around the fur, and then shit, we got you know venture out a bit more into onto the onto Earth and uh, <laughs> be more places and meet people, and and then finally, long story short, getting back to your question. By that time, man, we were we were like shit. We you know. We got this, or you know, we, we were just we were in a great, great place, man. We were out of our minds as mm. you know, we were young and yeah. all wild, uh, but we were really onto something, you know, that we, we felt we were onto something. So it was just a great time, man. You know, a little bit bigger budget. We were able to like we recorded up in Sausalito at one of the old record plants yeah. and uh, yeah. lived on houseboats and all this great <laughs> stuff. It was amazing, <laughs> man. You know, so yeah. What I mean, I came to you guys late, like because right. I, 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 
I'm about I'm 40 this year. So when I was coming up, it was like grunge for me was the thing. Yeah. So pumpkins, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, all these guys. But you guys oh, yeah. were th- were there, just kind of doing your own thing, like being awesome, and you carving this sound out that was totally different from anything that I remember hearing right. at that time. And I, I see all the I read all this stuff about you guys, and you were you were like, oh, th- this band are new metal, and I don't really buy it at all. Like, I don't think you are. I think you're something completely different. Did yeah. that? Did that ever bug you or bother you to be sort of branded this thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, it, you know, it's again, it's human nature to want to be able to classify something and put it in a little. It's easy to if you categorize it, you can you go find it quickly, you know? Yeah, so, totally. And but that's yeah. But then you hear all those new metal bands and you hear where they got it. Right. They, they got it from you guys. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. it, maybe. I mean, but we also got our stuff from, you know, we definitely, you know, everyone's influenced by something. It's amazing. But I did the term at this point, I could give a fuck out, you know, what I mean, but but <laughs> yeah. but it's. It's it kind of stung for a while, and then that's really, at that time, that's really why we made White Pony. We, we we were like, we always had these elements in even our first record. You could hear little bits of things we wanted to try, but you know, we're mm. we're nurturing, and and then by the time around the fur came out, there was a bit more of that, you know, but it was more spatial. Maybe some we're going somewhere, but uh, we finally felt that we could do it on uh, White Pony. But also, we were like, we needed to go that way. We had to go that way. And that mm. record, talking about twenty years later, that record is why we're still around, you know I mean? Cause we were able to go somewhere completely different than the pack, you know? And, and that's no diss to anyone, man. I mean, everyone was doing really well then, but we, we were like, shit, we, we've already been doing it our own way anyways. Let's go this way as hard yeah. as that may be, you know? Yeah. It just feels like a band. It feels like a band made a decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's rare though. That like, even, even then that was, that was rare because right. you were getting into music being, um, what's the word I want? Not, uh, it's like more produced, more sort of, uh, let's carve out some some pop music for to tick this box and that. I know the labels right. were ticking boxes where you guys were like, nah, like let's like do our own thing, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it's a financial sting too, of course. Like, you know, there was a lot of success in that time at that for those bands that were doing really, really, really well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But we had yeah. to go, you know, we, you know, and again, yeah, that's yeah. maybe why we're still around. So yeah, and like um, you did, I don't imagine you guys started the band because of money. You started the band yeah. because you want to play music together and you want exactly. to do your, th- you know what I mean? So it's, it's just, I just think it's really great to see like a band have that kind of career and still be pretty much for, for the most part, the same band. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totally. I don't know if there's any band from that era got out alive. Do you know what I mean? Like they, 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 they either compound, they blew up or they, there was like five members changed or right. it's, you pretty much are the same. This this most, for the most part, the same guys, you know? Totally, man. Which which brings me to like thirty three years you've been together. <laughs> thirty, yeah. Huh? How do you do it? Like, how do you st- like? Cause to to frame this for you, that's the age of my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so like you 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 started the year before my wife was born. Right. So how how do you keep a bond in such a, a tight knit group for that length of time, man? I couldn't tell you if I if I had the recipe, I'd bottle it and and you know. I don't know, man. It was based on, I think it was based on just that. It was, uh, you, you hope that a band would start out as a group of buddies, whoever that group is, um, mm-hmm. on with a common goal, man. And, you know, and people always say, well, you know, do you have any advice? I was like, of course. I mean, there's, I get advice all day long myself, you know, and, and but I always, I always said, Hey man, and, and, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the process and, and most importantly, enjoy whom you do it with. You know what I mean? Cause mm. it's, uh, and you find out very quickly once you, you know, if you jam and you're in a garage jamming and it's fun and then you get a, maybe a couple gigs here and you get in a car and wherever you go, maybe a little van next time, you learn very quickly who the fuck's going to work out and not, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's the best way to, to do it. That's the way it was always done for everyone, man, you know? Um, yeah. For, for most, you know, bands, you got in a, in a van and you hit the road, you know? So I don't know, man. It was just a common bond. Uh, and I, I couldn't tell you. I just, uh, these are my best friends. Hate them sometimes, but uh, we're brothers, you know. Yeah, because uh, you know, you anybody that comes into play in an institution like that, or even in any sort of circumstance that's more low key, do you get on with them in a van for four hours? It's like more yeah. important than how well they shred, because they it, yeah. if you if you don't want to play the gig, it doesn't matter how well they shred. You know, if, yeah. if, you, if you just that person just gets on your nerves it's just there's no point in keeping going you know so totally and the gig is generally an hour and a half two i mean if you're two hour or whatever long you play but the rest of this 20 
two hours left in the day. Yep. Uh, some of that sleep, the rest you're hanging with that, with that lot, you know, and like, man, yeah. Um, so, who, sh- who shares a room with who and and like yeah all, like don't fucking put me in a room with that guy because yeah. you know what i mean do you who have snores the sh- <laughs> yeah who's who's who stinks who snores or doesn't you know do you have the same road crew no um we have you know the, the crew is, is family you know um mm. we had for the longest time we've had uh had a, a lot of the same people man for a long time and sometimes people come and go you know maybe a, t- a tour ends and they go work for someone else and you get them back and mm. um I mean, we have people that have been with us for quite some time, definitely, mm-hmm. man. But mm-hmm. um, no, it's just been a, a not revolving uh, cast of characters coming through. But, uh, you know, sometimes there's long breaks in between and, and hmm. people go elsewhere to, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, people got to work and, and all that. Totally, kind of thing. They, totally. They've got to do different things. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the sound thing, the sound of the band, that that, that really struck me. When I'm, I'm, I listen to the music, I feel like each album as its own thing each album sounds slightly different from the last one was right. that a conscious decision that you guys made or is it just the way it works out or i mean a bit a bit cautious but of course it's just the way it works out you know i mean one thing was it's funny i was stefan was we were jamming the other day and he was like man at the time we, each each album is a different tuning you know so mm. then you have a backup guitar for you so you, you start traveling with 12 16 guitars and you know a piece and you know yeah, and you yeah. get these huge trunks and then you have a, a a set you keep in uk and europe you know the states over you know yeah because you keep it there and it and you have so he's like the other day he's like man you know at the time it sounded cool why the what a what a dumb <laughs> idea man each so each record's a different tuning that's a great idea though yeah but it's a pain in the ass logistically just this is like man and if you're good enough, you could you could transpose, you could make that shit all work on a couple of guitars. But you know, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah, but so, but I mean, it was always conscious, definitely, to try to try to keep it moving. You know, I mean, nothing wrong with sounding like yourself by any means. No, it's just um, like I can't believe the same. How does the same band write sex tape, hexagram, and Genesis? Do you know what I mean? Like when I listen to the, I like, those three right. songs, are like that's this can't be the same band. No, totally. But the best part is. If those songs, three songs, were on a set list in a row, right smack mm-hmm. dab against each other, it would work out fine too, man. So yeah, yeah, right. It's but pretty it's cool, like, man. Like you know, it's amazing. Yeah, they just, I mean, live in a live setting, they fit next to each other. So you know, it's and you've got this thing with dynamics, like you can go from zero to like five hundred, like that. It's it's amazing. Five hundred and one. <laughs> five hundred and two. Always goes one louder, right? Um, yeah. Why doesn't it go to eleven? Um, but like that whole thing to me, that's really rare in music still now because it's all mastered for your phone, so everything sits at the same volume. You know oh, all God. that stuff. So yeah. to to hear a band sound still really fresh um, when you can do those kind of dynamic changes, that's that's like it doesn't just happen anymore, man. It's, it's, it's yeah, you should, okay. it's amazing. A lot of stuff. Uh, hey, thank you. I mean, we're just we're just trying to figure it out. But I mean, there's a lot of you know a lot of records. Are, uh, this is actually the this record was all done live. Uh, we recorded together, no click on anything. Uh, this record. Oh no so, way! Amazing. Which is we hadn't done it that way in a while, man. And so it was, it was like we got back with uh, Terry Date, uh, mm-hmm. guy we've worked with many years, mm-hmm. and he asked us how you know how we wanted to record this record. We're like, well, you know, we've been doing it this way, and we were writing to like we would actually get the songs right, and we make we make tempo maps, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe the chorus. Oh, the chorus is going to naturally kick up, so we would mm-hmm. make the map, and then they would do a little funky stripe. And I, we all knew the material well, so I would just go lay my tracks down by myself, mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm. because I can do it myself and not waiting for some guy over there who is waiting for me to get a track. And they're like, oh, again, we got to put a couple, you know, and they yeah, yeah. lose interest and like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sticks are flying, loogies <laughs> are flying. And so that was our way of working. And it worked really well for the last three albums before this. But this time we, uh, Terry's like, you know what? Yeah, I know you guys did it like that, but you're going to go back to the room and fucking play like you always did. And how did it feel? Well, it was great. But I was like, well, maybe we will, Terry, and maybe we won't, man, because you're not the boss of me. <laughs> and he's like, go in there and do it. And it was fucking great. We knocked it out together, everyone, you know, and it was just like, whoa. It was very uh, reaffirming to know that that it could be done like that again. And it, and it's got warts. There's warts and all in the record, you know, and, but natural ebbs yeah. and flows, which is such yeah. an important thing in music, man. You know, so Well, because you're humans. You're not a computer. Yes. You know. Well, I'm, not- I'm human. There's a, yeah, <laughs> mostly human. I'm not sure if Stefan's a human. That <laughs> um, must have felt like you were kids again. Totally. Yeah, I mean, that's what he said. He's like, go back and do it like you used to. And I was like, yeah, yeah all right. And, and it made total sense, man, you know? Yeah. So It's got some, um, some like, am I right in saying it has some, like, keyboard pads and stuff on it? It sounds really cinematic, the new record. Yeah, yeah. 
it's really, it's really, it's it struck the first, the first track struck me as almost electronicy. Right. Yeah. You Frank's know, Frank's keys are way or way more uh, present in the mix in certain parts too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, does how what did he bring to the band, or what does he bring to the band in that respect? Yeah, I mean, he was so he he started out years ago as a friend who was a DJ in a local hip hop group in town that we knew and we were buddies with and. One day where we used to practice in the in the same uh, same rehearsal place, and they would be there, and we were. And one day he just came in, like I think we're gonna do a a cover, like a Beastie Boys song or something like that. Okay. So we were like, "Hey man, want to jam with us?" And this you know this club in town, and he's like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And long story short, he kind of started coming with us. But he always, even back then, you know, the DJ thing was was not common, and I mean it was around, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a big thing in band. So. But he didn't ever want to be perceived as a DJ in a band. So he, he from the from from the jump, he was kind of just you know messing with effects pedals on turntables and and you know just tripping shit out, making it more soundscape, more <laughs> atmospheric and stuff, you know. And then eventually, kind of picked up you know some keyboards and synths along the way, which he never had any uh, real training on, you know. And mm -hmm. just we just like to make mess around and make noise and see what sticks. So yeah. But over the over the years, that became way more prominent uh, and way more uh, a part of what he does in our in our in our band uh, mm -hmm. does it know, so. does it change the way you play drums do you have to think no. about that texture in a different way i mean of course if you're if you're listening if you're getting along and you're listening to each other like we should you know we should all <laughs> listen to each other but sometimes you don't but no he, we were all aware of of uh you know time and space and, and where they're at and what he's you know what so but his again there's no, there's no clicks live either so a lot of stuff with synths and keys might be on a click you know so it's all mm -hmm. it's a lot of a lot of uh, uh visual cues and looking and mm -hmm. Hope they're looking at you and not, you know, back and forth. So the stages like, get bigger and bigger too. So it's harder, you know, and yeah. eyes get older. Eyes get Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Through the dark, miles yes. away. Yeah, man. I, Lasers. I remember, absolutely. I remember seeing, I think it was Muse and their stage set got enormous. And it, and it felt like the band just kind of missed that closeness. Right. Like, and like, they're still pretty close too on stage. I mean, yeah, three but, piece, they, you know. but they had like, this riser kept going up in the sky with the drums on yeah. it so he's like 20 foot in the air and the guitarist miles away and right it's like it kind of works when you jam more as a band when you're like three feet away yeah than than 30 feet away you know it's not but then people are paying for that aren't they, they when you come and see totally. a, a show like that is that yeah. something you guys think about when you put a show on do you think about what people want or do you just let's just rock out play our stuff i think rock out and play our stuff man but i mean yeah, and you know there's you know i mean we came from the clubs and we've been fortunate enough to over the years you know to play all these different size venues you know and and um so it's definitely a learning experience and how you adapt as a band from the tiny little club that's playing in a stadium or playing in you know and all the mm -hmm. festivals all these different experiences that you must learn to adapt to which is just makes you you know you hone your you hone your shit you know from the yeah. more, more you're exposed to so but at least we just want to rock out i mean of course there's Another thing too that's hard when all these tunings of guitars and we start hearing production and lights, we have and trying to make a set list that makes a fan happy. Because mm -hmm. you, I mean, I learned a long time ago. You can't, you know, you can try, you can, yeah. you always better try to make people happy, but you, you can't, man. Yeah. So they didn't play this song. Fuck them. Or well, come <laughs> on, dude. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, there's a lot of songs, you know, and we're lucky to have a, you know a fairly fairly large, a fairly big discography, you know, mm. over time. But uh. It certainly is hard to pick a set list too. So, and then if you have different tunings, you know, you want everything to go and you don't have a guitar change every song because it breaks mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the flow and then, and lights and things that are production things that we have with us. Our lighting guy has been with us for a long time. So he, we're able to, you know, hey, this is happening this night. So, mm -hmm. but the, you know, you take all those things into consideration and, you know, we're certainly not the most, the largest band in the world, but we, you know, we have a, a pretty big show for, for the most mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like the Muse guys, I mean, they're playing these, these, massive stadiums and um but it, yeah i just feel like it detracts somehow and that's not a um, that's not a diss because they're yeah, still, yeah. still amazing but yeah i, I just I, I don't know it didn't it didn't strike me as being i'd, I'd seen them a couple of times it's like ah they you know it's getting a bit big now well you know they, what I mean? they, they got huge they got huge the first time i ever saw them was was uh, live in a, a tent at uh at donnington i think or uh yeah I mean, it was before down i mean it was down donnington but you know it was uh yeah 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 um and it was they were in a tent and it was their first record man and we were label mates at the time too you know so uh, that was so cool yeah, yeah. tiny little tent you know it was yeah. hotter you know, was sweating their asses <laughs> off but they got big not their yeah. fault no <laughs> no no no, great no, band. no yeah um so the, when you play these different rooms like that like one tour you might be in a van in clubs then you're doing arenas then you're doing festivals 
does that change the way you have to approach the instrument, especially if you're doing things like playing outside? Like all of a sudden you're like can't hear your 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 toms properly, or right. I guess you're all on in ears now. But you know, does it does it? Do you have to change how you approach the instrument? The festival settings definitely definitely taught us a lot. You know, sometimes now we have the, the we're lucky enough to be able to get a, the a crew will do a sound check in the morning if we're mm-hmm. higher on the bill or if we're headlining maybe one. Um, mm-hmm. They go in at six in the morning and you know and so that's dialed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll go in there at six in the morning and do a sound check real quick and go crash out, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But the festival setting is like that's a, when it's a throw and go, and you if you have your crew with you, it's beautiful. But it shit can go just as easily awry. Yeah. And those settings, you have a couple of beers go on and knock and, and you know, <laughs> or that's my that's my recipe. A lot yeah. of water and some beers and go out and fucking play, man, man. Yeah. But you have to throw yourself to the the festival. You have to throw yourself to it and just let it be what it is because it could be anything, you know, with weather, mud. Yeah whatever the elements are too. But that's a great, a great thing. I, one thing about that though, and this is when we, we did our first opening in arenas uh, in like 90, I don't know, five, six, maybe. And it, we were opening for, for Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge, cause I love, I, I would get up super early and, and, and watch the whole stage be built. It was the first time we had an actual tour bus and we we're like, Whoa, this is like, we're in, you know, we weren't <laughs> headlining, but we were, you know, we're like, we're, we're doing it, man. And, yeah. but I would get up super early in the morning and go like, you know, just watch, the stage be built and and um but on that tour in particular uh randy castillo was the drummer then and mm-hmm. you know he unfortunately passed away man mm-hmm. and what a sweet 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 yeah. guy man as cool as can be and and taught me so many things but i would sit back and watch them do sound check and 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 i i was you know i was pretty young but i was playing everything and you know mm-hmm. and he's like hey i would watch the way he played and he was used to that that setting so he was like he would he told me that he would he would aim and he would play to the last person in the highest nosebleed in the back but a lot of this, a lot of any intricate stuff would generally get lost in a room that big. That's why, you know, arena rock is, is made for those, you know, Def Leppard, just, you know, <laughs> they're made for those rooms and those huge, yeah. huge venues, you know? And yeah. I was like, I, I never thought about it that way. It was such an interesting, I was like, Whoa, man, all this little tricky shit and little bleep, bleep and slashes and <laughs> it's not going to hit the last person generally in the back of that room, you know? So I learned a lot from that and, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So, yeah. You know I mean, so would would you would you then remove stuff from your playing? No, I just I'll just be more conscious of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, because yeah. God, you must have to like hit fucking hard to play because the mics are only going to take you so far as well, right? And especially when it's outside. Yeah, but, but those PA's, those PA's in those rooms are those are massive. They're carrying. Yeah. You know, we, we carry our sound too, and it's you know it's yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. So, but that's yeah. It's always in a learning, a learning. Uh, it's a learning process, man. Yeah. So like, did you get? Cl- I mean, you obviously sounds like you got quite close to Randy then, if you if you toured with him and stuff. Just yeah, I know it was great, man. And but then you know that was just for a a, a few weeks, maybe a month right. on that. But um, but yeah, there was and I was like, whoa, that's that's Randy. You know, he's Park of the Moon, man. You know, and it was just really cool. He's just the sweetest guy, and to have someone like that at that level, you know, open yeah. up and you know, just talk and just shoot the shit and be normal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you know, so yeah, amazing. Talk us through how you write parts because you know, diving into some of it, it's so there's like lots of time signature changes around. Whether you know, is that do you do you write what the to what the guys give you, or is it collaborative, or how does it work with you guys? Is it different great. each time? It's uh, no, it's I mean, it's it's adapted a, a bit, it's but it's it's very collaborative, you know. Um, it could be anyone coming with it with a riff, it could be a beat, it could be. Mm a great dinner we all had the night before and come in and everyone's happy from that still. And you kick it off to a great jam session. Yeah, it's always yeah. just, it's always just jamming though. Um, uh, the, occasionally there's a, a full song or a full, you know, kind of riffs that are glued together, attached mm-hmm. together and, <laughs> and then, you know, to be picked apart by everyone. And, uh, but that's, that's a rarity. It's always been very collaborative, you know, um, mm-hmm. early on it was Stefan and I, our guitarists would jam on uh, the first few, three rec, two records, two and a half records was just he and I mainly just jamming early on and everybody would come and, you know, add and dissect and, shit, yeah. you know, but that, that changed over the, over time too. So, but it's, it's a definite collaborative uh, effort. Occasionally a full idea will be presented, you know? Yeah. And then, so um, like, I take it that just works better for the band, you know, cause some bands, it's like one guy does it all. Like there's the one guy yeah. who writes everything and everybody comes in and kind of learns a song. Yeah. It's, it's not, never been like that, you know, for mm. no one's, telling anyone really what to do i mean and, and there's also nothing wrong with suggesting something like oh man but it's just a it could be a, a process i mean I, I don't think anything we're doing is very difficult you know it's just no it's five, just un- yeah it's, it's interesting five, though, five yeah. parts though yeah five somewhat you know fairly simple parts combined make it you know and we're also trying to write songs you know i mean um it's fun to, to jack off and make it all wild but 
we want to make, I mean, my, and my role as a drummer is to try to make it, it should still feel good. And it mm. hope to get, uh, asses wiggling, you know, yeah, or, or people, I, people moving, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I always just try to, you know, again, write for the song and, and maybe save one little spot that might have a little something cool, but you know, I mean, it should be fun. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, th I think, yeah. So one thing I noticed was that even in that genre of music, you're not massively heavy on like a double pedal, that kind yeah. of thing. It still does have such a really grooving element, which I think's again quite quite unique because you you could easily just throw double pedal chops in there and just. I don't have them <laughs> <laughs> at all. I, I've I mean I've used a double pedal for for years. It's you know it's one of my main things. Always in my setup testament since I was a kid, man. But mm -hmm. I, I I don't have them. Um, I love double bass playing, but I, for the life of me, I don't have that shit at all, man. And, and yeah. too much, Stefan loves that, our guitarist, and that's when, been one of our things. I'm like, dude, you know, this is how I play, and, you know, we've yeah, been yeah. together 33 years, so what, you know, what do you Yeah, think? yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's, 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 it's a benefit, I think. I think it, it makes us different, too. It makes us, it mm. makes us stand out, you know, and it's just the way I play, you know, uh, for better or for worse. Yeah, I, I think it, 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 it really does help the music, you know. I think as well, yeah. like, Tempo-wise, there's not really much space for super double blast. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it just—I think we're we're with a lot of the tempo set. It wouldn't really yeah. cook. It and wouldn't we, cook we, the same way. Maybe we haven't gone there yet. Maybe it's hmm. maybe maybe there's still room to go. You know? So that's a, the next record's a blast beat record. That's just yes. Yeah, so you, this you just, the entire pandemic. This last year and a half, I've been doing <laughs> nothing but sitting there with. I'm doing it right now. I'm talking to you right now, but I'm. I <laughs> the feet are going. I sit around yeah. all day long, just yeah. two double. Yeah, absolutely. So the next record's a thrash record. Nobody knew. Nobody saw it yeah, coming. I wouldn't Listen. mind. Yeah, fuck it. Like, just whole new audience. Just go and find it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Who's influenced you then? Um, who's your Who's your guys? Ooh. Let's get really nerdy about drums now, man. Cause you know what sucks, Chris? What? I actually... <laughs> well, I, I can name some, but I actually made a list, uh, kind of a running list over the years. Right. Or not the years, over the last few months. So I've been doing not a lot of these things, but I've done, you know, four or five during this mm -hmm. last year and a half. Okay. And I started like making a list because I knew that question. And I, right before this, I was like, where the fuck did I put that? I'm looking <laughs> everywhere and I can't find my list. So it was so a good I, one too. Am I the first one to ask it? No, that's why oh, I made the list. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. I thought you were maybe like, uh, this is going to come up. So I better start. Well, Someone's, that's what I did. So I yeah. was doing a running, uh, sort of a running list and adding, oh, yeah, and, you know. You know, English speed, you know, different, you know, I mean, just all these bands that, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man, uh, it's a tough question, but I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, Stuart Copeland is one of my all-time favorite drummers. Come on. I've, well, everybody, and, and we've all mimicked and macked from him so hard and no one can sound like him because nope. it just doesn't work, man. And, and, <laughs> but I mean, just his, nice one. Thank you. That'll yes. get edited out. Oh, no, I've been, no, no, it won't. Now that you brought it up, it won't. I've been doing some too, but they're silent. Oh, good, good work. Uh, you, I have you, co coffee burps right now. Obviously, obviously a pro. Treadmill, yeah. <laughs> Treadmill coffee burps. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, of course, like, but just his hi-hat, the bell, his snare, of course, that tight, you know, just the mm. sound of his, and, and what he does, his placement of the note being raised in the Middle East and having that mm -hmm. as an influence on him, mm -hmm. his... Tempo issue, maybe or not, you know. Splashes. Splashes, love them. You know what I mean? Totally. But I mean, you know, and Mitch Mitchell, I mean, Levon Helm from the band. Like, I, you know. Yeah. All, everything, man. I mean, I listened. To, my parents were musicians. Oh, amazing. My, 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 well, my father was a bass player. My stepdad played drums. I grew up at, at gigs, uh, you know, mm. kind of more hippie-ish uh, blues, uh, North, Northern California, like, in the 70s very uh hippie-ish really amazing musicians all around uh, and i would crawl around as a, as a baby and knock over cymbal stands and shit and try to pick pick up <laughs> beer bottles with cigarette butts in it you know and, and <laughs> so i was but uh, in music my mom was a chef as well so i, I always in, and there's always music in kitchens you know um yeah, yeah those are the two things i did i worked in restaurants musicians and music always around and food of course and mm -hmm. and being exposed to that from you know from my dad and and point being they, like the music was always around and I was exposed, you know, uh, I mean, this, and when you're, I used to play the, the radio and, and the, my parents' records, you yeah, know, yeah. and then when I started getting into my own stuff, you know, I mean, I would play to those records and it was from the Beatles learning to play yeah, magic, we, magical mystery tour where it starts out do, and it goes, you know, goes up. And that was a huge thing when I, when I got, yeah. I was seven when I got that, that tempo rise yeah, yeah. In, the, in the beginning of that song, you know, and then just playing and, 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 of course, finding my own stuff and 
making my own money to buy my own music and you know we had the beatles on and here yesterday because I've, I've kind of gotten or sort of back in to them the, yeah. I, I have this kind of on off thing with the beatles I'm what this kind of weirdo that doesn't love or hate the Beatles, but yeah. Ring, Ringo is just some of that. I had it came out. I had Strawberry Fields in my head for like three yeah. days. I just and I had seen Greg Bissonette do a video breaking the fill ends down. Yeah, and you just forget how hip they were, man. And Greg so, plays with Ringo in his band, so it's like yeah. whatever, he's and Greg just. And that's another thing, learning to play for the song, and 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 there's a reason, man. Why those you know, I mean, songwriting was great, anyways, but. What he added to those songs, you know. Yeah. So Beatles are stones. People always uh, ask. Are you asking me? Well, people always ask. I say, yeah. I say both. Ah, uh, Beatles, man. I say both. Well, I can't see that both. Well, yeah. you can. You absolutely can. But for me, the Beatles wrote better songs. Uh, people will shout at me for that, but I think no, no, no. That's I mean, yeah. But then you know, satisfaction and all that, man, just amazing. Charlie, Charlie just had his birthday, didn't he? he turned like eighty. 80, yeah, I was going to say, he's just, he's just had, crazy. He's crazy. now Mr. Watts. Yeah. <laughs> when you turn, no, he's been Mr. Watts forever, but 80, man. I saw them two years ago in San Francisco. Still seen them it. a few times. Yeah. I mean, it was just such a, you know, it's a trip. The whole band has it fully, mm -hmm. but the tempos were just a bit slower and it's, it, but it made total sense, man. The whole greasy. band was playing yeah. a bit slower. Greasy is, the grease, that's their grease anyways, but this was interesting because the whole band was obviously, I just say it, with age. He's yeah, playing. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. He's fucking eighty or yeah. seventy nine, eight, seventy. You know, <laughs> yeah. but it was. It, but it made sense because it wasn't like he was playing slow. The whole well, they're playing to him too because they're a band. But I mean, yeah. it was really interesting. It was just a smidge, yeah. but it was really cool. I was like, God, it felt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, cool. like um, brown sugar will just sit in a pocket, just yeah. like yes, you know, absolutely immense. You know, you yeah. and yeah, you see, you, you 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 can't go out there at that age on on those kind of shows and and still churn it out like you're twenty. It's just yeah, impossible. Totally. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, whether you, so yeah, it probably felt much, much better. It was just cool, man. And it's always yeah. just being really cool to see a band like that, you know. Uh, I think it was 2008, through the shop, we went to London. Ginger Baker was being given an award by Zildjian. Right, okay. And, and he was presented the award by Charlie Watts. Right. And he had like proper three-piece suit on with the dinner tie, like the, the, the white dicky, but he just looked so sharp. Always has. He was the best, yeah. best dressed stones. So cool. And a jazz cat too. And then, and then, uh, Ginger was, mm -hmm. fuck, I'm a jazz drummer. Fuck this rock and roll. Uh, you know, I'm not a, <laughs> don't call me a, I'm not a fucking uh, rock and roll drummer. I'm a fucking, like, you know, uh, as he hits you, as he, as he beats you with this. <laughs> but he was always, and he was a jazz, and he's another one of my favorite drummers too, man. You know, uh, Earth Mitchell and Ginger Baker are two of my all time faves as well, man. Ginger um, Baker's Air Force. Did you oh, ever listen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. With the double drums with Phil Seaman. And they yeah. played ah, oh, mega, mega. I've got one of those live records on vinyl somewhere where they they play Toad together and they do the double drum solo. So cool, yeah. I'm immense, you know, immense. Yeah. Mitch Mitch Mitchell had something that no one else had as well, man. He he swung in a totally different way. All that totally. six stroke roll stuff, amazing. Yeah. Those wow. old boys, man. They were they were something else. Yeah, and that's the coolest thing about that time. That was they were caught smack dab in the middle of big band bebop and everything and you know all this jazz stuff and dirty rock and roll you know and and but they had those chops and they came up on whoever their teachers were if they took lessons at the time were probably older jazz cats and you know and, and they instantly had a sound all of them yeah. sounded different you know there was no I, yeah. you, that whole era there's never two guys that you get mixed up isn't that the coolest though? isn't that what it's all about too you know i mean um, yeah yeah absolutely and that's one of the things yeah. i really like about you because i think you are from that era where well, one of the last eras where guys had a sound. Yes, we were from the sixties. Yes. <laughs> no, the nineties, man. Yeah, yeah. You got you, like you, Matt Cameron, those oh, you know, like Jim, oh, Jimmy Matt's... Chamberlain, all those oh, guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can, but you can like you he, you could take any of your tracks, and you could just take you could isolate the drums, and you could tell it's you. Hmm. I think, Warts, as I say, warts and all. Yeah, totally. But like, it's the sound, it's the vibe, everything, right. the groove. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Hey, I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, you know, because you want to, that's the thing when you, you know, like I said, I, I could want to mimic and, and steal, you know, Stuart Copeland licks all day long, but you can't. And, yeah, no, and then, no. but as, as you get a little bit, you get more comfortable, you want, you want us, you should want to sound like yourself, you know, and, yeah, yeah, for sure. and that's the beauty of, of the process and, and, and the ride, you know, uh, yeah. is getting to that point where you can just say, fuck it. I, all right, this is me. It's who I am, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and so taking I'm, all those things that you that you stole and, and still have them, yeah. but keep them in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull them out as, as needed. Pull them out absolutely. as needed. Absolutely. So I'm yeah. going to ask ask you a two parter, okay. and so, some of it might cross over, right? So if an alien landed on a planet and was like, "Who are Deftones?" and you could give them five tunes that are real Deftones, what are the five tunes? I don't even know our songs' names. <laughs> Straight out of Spotify. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have Spotify. I have Apple Music. No. Okay. Uh I would I mean, well, change would be a good one. God damn it. That's a fuck. That's a good question. That's fucked up though, too. I'm sorry. I did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm glitching. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you realize you're actually a replicant and not a human and you were lying yes. all that time. Yeah. It's all a lie. Um, God, that's a good one. I mean, I would maybe maybe one from each record. Well, five, but I mean, like, because I I don't think it would be the singles for me. Like, I I don't yeah. think. Okay. You know what I mean, like, because you're like you're gonna be a deep. It's got to be you're in the band, so it's got to be deep cuts. You know, deep what, cuts. Like, like what are what would be totally sums up the Deftones at five tunes. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a song on the new record called "The Spell of Mathematics," which is uh, which is kind of cool, and that's a, a a bit of a different song for. I mean, it's just actually what it it came out of uh, this last record we were recording. Um, and I usually set up two kits, right? You know, one is just my main kit, all close mic with everything. And I usually set up just a little four piece kit or something else in the corner with just basic mics and just, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. that kit, we had tracked most of the record already and that, that kit had yet to be used. So Terry's all, Hey, why don't you go over and, you know, let's mm-hmm. get, see how, see how it sounds. Uh, mics mm-hmm. are already on it. Let's, yeah. So, um, we got it. It's, it. I put the cans on it. It sounded so good. And then Sergio came in, picked up bass and we started jamming a little bit of, you know, five, six minutes. And then that was it. And then we just left when had dinner, came back and, um, and we'd like, Hey, put that up. And this, you know, this is, it sounded really cool. And then they made a song uh, out of it, you know, and, and it came out of nothing, you know? So, but that all said and done as a little piece is pretty damn cool too. Plus it's mm-hmm. got our attempt at uh, a barbershop quartet with the snaps, <laughs> but no four part harmonies, but yeah. yeah so, so. I don't okay. know. That's one too. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. Yeah. Oh shit. How many more? Four, four more. I'm going to put <laughs> you through it, man. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Um, Ooh, I like uh, a song called labia off of, uh, around the first, the second, no, it's a sec. I think, uh, my own summer is the first song and it goes right into that. Mm-hmm. labia. That's got a rad groove and it's a, it's a, that one. Ooh, I like, uh, what's that one song called off of white pony. There's a song called, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of that song. It's cool though. That one. <laughs> okay. The, the third, the third unnamed. Yeah. Oh, that's RX Queen. It's kind of cool. RX Queen. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually that one's like a loop that we built, and then I played drums on it on top of that, and then in the chorus played another same setup, another old but a different time, mm-hmm. another kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. That's three. <laughs> that's four. Four. No. No. I got back to uh, RX Queen. Is the oh, song was, okay. Right. Yeah, okay. So, All right. Uh, Spell of mathematics. Arx Queen, Labia, Hexagram, ooh, and what's that song called? It's another one with the bird on the cover. Um, Risk, off cool. of Diamond Eyes. Okay, part two. Go for it. What are your five favorite Deftones to play? Ooh, that's easy. Okay. Spell of Mathematics, mm-hmm. <laughs> Labia, <laughs> Hexagram, Risk, and... Yeah, well played. No, all right, you know what? Hexagram is actually is hella fun to play. Um, Mile Summer is just fun as hell to play just because it is. Like That's even a, after all this time. Oh, hell yeah. It's it's something about it. Just, I mean, yeah, totally, totally. You know, like you talk um, to Radi- Radiohead about Creep and they're like, nah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but Mile Summer was huge. It was a big single, right? It's Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, for us, yeah, but yeah. Like, not in, term, but, not in yeah, the grand no, scheme. Of- but like for the band, I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, totally. It, it, it kind of it put the band it raised it the, the, oh certainly yeah totally yeah, totally you know so so it's, it's cool to hear that even after like all this time you're still into playing it it's hella fun to play yeah so it's just fun as it's fun as hell to play yeah yeah <laughs> okay. um, so that's hexagram shove it damn 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 chris um this would be easy too you know what oh there's a song called what happened to you on uh koi no yokan i believe it is that would be the album after the one with the bird on mm-hmm. the cover mm-hmm. diamond die yeah that's the one um <laughs> an owl yes yeah. the bird um yeah and that one's <laughs> one that we don't play very often, but it's but it, we have enough, and it's fun to sell. You know, it's another one. It was kind of cool to. Play. Oh shit, I forgot about that record too. Uh, Saturday Night Riz has got some cool songs on. Cherry Waves is fun to play, man. That might be on the other list. Cherry Waves. Okay. But what the hell is that song called? Um, oh man, I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, 
That that one. Okay. Um, one more. Yeah. Uh, wow, I forgot about that. That record's got some cool songs on it. Um, what? Five more? Ten more? Oh, one more. Just got one okay. more. I'm a drummer. I can only count to four. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like, huh? I, don't even, I don't even know what huh? that is. What? Huh? Minerva is a fun. Is a cool song yeah. because it's it's, it's, it's just because it's not you know, but it's it's a feel. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful song. It is a cool song, man. You know? Yeah, man. It's great. Really, it's a, like really struck me that song when I heard it for the first time. So right. That's a tune, especially when you've where you place it yeah on the record like after the first two tracks and then this comes right. out this really the groove's great it's just a, and it's dense like a, the, the guitars it's just a dense as a plank or a big brick it's mm. you know but it's just got a it's got all the feels man right in the feels yeah right in the feels. but uh, and it's fun as hell to play too because it's always a good one to uh i mean it could easily be it could even be an opener which is weird like you know it could be mm. sometimes you want to come out and just smash it and slam or you can open with that or it's always a good one middle mid set it's good anywhere it's good just work. I'm back for an encore. <laughs> Easy as that's, you know, but I mean, yeah, it works, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It can be placed anywhere, which is a good thing. So beautiful. Well, you yeah. got through it. You got through it. It wasn't that difficult, man. That was, that was like, and like there was like eight different songs there. So I like being challenged and that was a great challenge. Oh, great. Ah, superb. Woo. That was okay. hard though, for real. So let's like, we're a drum store. So let's nerd out on, yeah. some drum, on drums. You're a Tama guy and a Zildjian guy yeah. forever yeah. and ever and ever and ever. Right, Zildjian forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, Tama for the like last twenty four years, I guess five years right. maybe. So hmm. there's like there's a total loyalty vibe with you, man, with your companies and and the gear you play and what what yeah, brought, man. what brought you to those guys like just to those drums and that kind of thing. What is it you get from those drums? You think? Well, you play you're playing Babinga drums, right? No, I, I have some. I did for a while. I'm back to uh, Maple again. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, a little, a little bit brighter. Yeah, I just like it's just what I'm comfortable with, you know. Mm. There's so many cool woods these days and cool combinations that people are working with, though, man. So mm -hmm. and the hybrids, you know. And, mm -hmm. and so I played Tama drums because they are the strongest name in drums. <laughs> I play Zildjian cymbals because they're the only serious choice. Oh. <laughs> Vader, because it's the good wood. Bro, like, can you start on Monday? Like, yes. just come come work for us and just. I'd love to. I got some. Yeah. I got some time. I'm I'm down. No, you, um, you know what it is? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I've always played Zildjian because that's just what I, you know, my dad played and, yeah. and, but to be able to be, have support and to have a relationship with, with that company, but all these companies for, you know, is really spe something special, man, you know? Yeah. Um, Tama made you a snare, right? They did, which is insane. Yeah. You know, um, it's not, I mean, it's a very limited thing. And sometimes it's like, I think they made a few runs of it. Come on, maybe make another one. I don't know. But it, uh, but that's nuts, man. I was like, mm -hmm. They're like, would you want it? I was like, yes. If, are you I've kidding me? Of course. Hell, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. I saw your yeah. um your Instagram when you were you put a picture up when you were tracking of all your snares. I'm like, check out all these, but we only use one for like the whole record. Yeah, that last record. I just, I mean, I have a bunch of that I always bring. Um, and that was some of them. But <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, because snares are the best thing yeah. in the world, man. Yeah. And you know, you 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 tend to they tend to multiply i mean yeah, time. yeah. what's the, the um, i think the the, uh, the equation is your the, the the perfect amount is the number that you have plus one yes at all times always yeah like a beggar's dozen you know 12 yeah. for the price of uh, 13 <laughs> for the price of a dozen um do you like vintage drums yeah no i mean it's funny like yeah i do very much so just like some some people are like nope can't do it like i've had a couple and they, they've not been great well you know it's i mean i like vintage drums shells and and drums individually or is mm. it but but vintage hardware is mm, when you see the thin <laughs> shaking and mm -hmm. you know the, an old squeaky uh speed king you know yeah, like yeah. creaky but i mean yeah, yeah. yeah hardware's coming a long long way man you know over the years yeah and even all these new companies oh, the companies are making all these thin uh lightweight versions which are super duper cool too uh, almost like a throwback to the you know classic hardware 60s mm -hmm. and shit but uh but but engineered properly too so they're very lightweight and yeah and but you can you have to, if you're lugging it around and you know you could not killing yourself, but yeah. they're pretty damn durable as well. So that's cool. Yeah, man. For yeah. real, for real. We, yeah. we see, we see all sorts of, you know, you can imagine being in a store. We see it all the time, you know, yeah. different, different stuff comes through and what sells in the U S versus what sells over here. And like, yeah. we, might, you, we might not get like Tam will bring a whole new range out and we'll only get certain things because yeah. they can't bring it all in. Like the, the distribution company can't, physically right. bring it all in you know where they're going to put it all they have other things to distribute and so they've got to sort of cherry pick so right um it, but we get certainly things like the way hardware is changing has been it's been amazing actually you know yeah but it, it, it it's only really 
if you don't have touring concerns and things, can you know you you That's... you must have so many issues on tour with things breaking just by tra- just via transport alone. Yeah, I mean it, rugged potholes and just uh, mm-hmm. ships shipping across. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know we store stuff in UK and you know like a A and B rig. Mm-hmm. We have a you know there's a, there's a C fly kit that go in you know, an extreme, but usually that we keep it uh, in London, mm-hmm. like a matching A and B rig that we have in the states. Um, and we flip them every once in a while to take them back and get every you know tubes mm-hmm. and everything. And electronics get funky and mm-hmm. it's being stored by the North Sea and all this shit comes in <laughs> and like you know. Do you keep a you know, different kit here than is in the states, or is it the, is like the same shells? Same stuff, yeah. Right. For a while, for a while, it would be the, the but yeah, but it's they're both uh. Yeah, they're both maple now. So yeah. It's so like, is that a thing where you turn up, you don't want to have a different kit, or do you like that? Like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna play a different kit tonight. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I mean, we just, I usually just keep one over there and pair parts and shit like that, you know, but everything, but and stairs. But yeah, yeah, so that one goes over there, stays, and I miss it, and sometimes I'll bring that one back, and yeah. yeah so yeah. the kits, I mean, I the kits have become vintage over the years, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. but I think, of course, you know, different situations, moisture and and uh, arid heat, all these things that they're put through, and lights and fog machines and all that mm-hmm. goop and mojo gets in them too and mm-hmm. um so and i think drums get better with age man they get life and they get uh broken in you know a hundred percent agree like a hundred percent yeah but i can also yeah. pull a great a great brand new kit out of out of out of the box atomic kit and it sounds fucking amazing as well and then yeah. and just and just as it's sparkly and new so i like things to get you know to get they need to get used. They're supposed to be hit. Yeah, agreed, man. There's yeah. so many people that that buy it and are like, "No, nah, I can't. Just keep it in a corner and and, and don't play it." Like, mm, it's an instrument, man. You know, yeah. like if you were playing the violin, it would be like 150 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you Stradivarius, uh, yeah, and you yeah, smash yeah. a you smash a Stradivarius. <laughs> I think you would go to jail for that now. I think, it's a, I think it's actually a crime now. It's oh, no, fully. Yeah, you'd, die. You'd, be, you'd be done. You'd be yeah. done. Do you do vintage symbols? Is vintage symbols a thing, or do you prefer newer symbols? Because I know people like, the, the you know, Zildjian, Zildjian's from the 70s and stuff. People can, they get right yeah. into all that, you know. But is that a thing for you? Um, not really. I mean, I love them. Well, I have some a few old ones that I just had forever and things that I've come come across along the way, you know, that I sort of keep. Mm-hmm. You know, on the road, I, I use, uh, I mean, but they have that, the new the Advias line. Mm-hmm. that sort of based on the the 60s 50s and 60s you know mm-hmm. uh but no i i everything's new you know newish new k's k's and a's yeah, yeah. have you tried the k suites yet uh some of them yeah but i'm still great we haven't toured, we haven't toured in so long so I, yeah. i'm still everything i had was brand new two years ago so, <laughs> so i just saw them yeah. yeah now they're new vintage uh, yeah. yeah yeah do you keep drums at home yeah i well, actually have a, just i have a, like a v-drum kit here okay um yeah, yeah. and i have I have a one stick. One stick. Yeah, yeah, just just working out all those chops on those one handed. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I you know what's funny? I actually I have a um we have a place that we called the spot that we've had forever. Where I okay. I still live in Sacramento, uh, where we all started mm-hmm. at, and Frank also lives here. We have this place called the Spot, which is our studio, and we've had it since the writing of Around the Fur. Right. And it's just a few miles from my house. Uh so there's stuff there. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we usually, most of our stuff we do down in LA these days and when we get together to jam. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still kept the spot up here and it's got a studio in it. You oh, know, it? We've so recorded you, a bunch of stuff there over the years. Yeah. So, so you can just go and play there if you want to get yeah. out. A lot yeah. of spiders, a lot of spiders there <laughs> now though, man. Spiders and spider webs, but yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not, not friends with those, not into yeah. it. No, no, forget it. Just, just give them a little, toss them a little something and they're fine. They'll be, they're busy over there. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we're we're just about rounding it out, man, because I know your your time's precious and stuff. So, um, if a young drummer came to you for advice about the biz and and having a long career, what kind of advice would you give them for sustaining a career? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, we've been I've been rather lucky to be with with my mates, man, my same buddies for all these years, you know, man. So, yeah. and that's something that I I don't know why that works out or how that can because it's not. You know, I mean, it does certainly happens. It happened to us, you know, and, and that gets back to what I was saying, you know, just, you know, enjoy it by all means, you know, mm-hmm. get in for the right reasons and mm-hmm. should be joy. It should be your way to communicate with the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. playing drums, you speak, you know, and, and but, and, and, and it should always be fun, man. You know, and it won't always be fun, but it should always be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But really there's so much to learn along the way, you know, and we've, again, in my situation and our situation as a band, you know, we've been able to play with, open up for all of our, just about all of our gods, except for Hendrix, Cream, wow. Pink Floyd, that never happened, you know. And those yeah. and those things aren't going to happen. 
because no. it's impossible. Yeah, but that's pretty you know? amazing. Though, or Prince. Know? Yeah. But I mean, you know, but but we've been so, so fortunate over the years to play with or share the stage with just about everyone that I've ever, ever dreamt of or grew up on, man, you know. Um, wow. And, and, and there's always so much to learn, man. And, and it's day to day. Sometimes it's not fun sometimes, you know, and it sounds mm. terrible, but it, the road can be, you know, you can be burnt and tired, but you still got to go give, you know, and, and yeah. it's good to take breaks from things, you know, listen to yourself, drink water, drink mm. some beer when you're of age, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, enjoy and, and just always be open and, and open to share too. You know, if people ask you questions, people ask me questions. I'm more than happy to help out if I can articulate it well enough, you know? So yeah. But yeah, and all, it's all it's all about sharing, I think, and that's so much, so much of what music is about. Obviously, sharing and giving to people and getting that that back, this energy, of course. Mm-hmm. But as a drummer, sharing with other drummers and listening and picking brains and you know meeting your heroes that are awesome, you know, and like and then you're like you're like, well, I'm I'm not at their level, but I'm still able to connect one, you know, and, and be. We're both drummers, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just drummers, yeah. And that's a pretty cool thing too. It's a it's a certain. Uh, it's a special group of people, man. You know what I mean? It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Well, they have them, and they have the most fun. Come yeah. on, we have the best um, seat in the house. Yeah, we make the most noise. Yeah, you know, like no one, we can't hide from anyone, so we'll just make the mo- more noise than everyone. Yeah, and just and deal with it, people. Yeah, for sure. Deal with it, bandmates. Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, that's great. Thank you so so much for for taking your morning. To come and chat to us. Oh man, dude, my pleasure, Chris. Um, it was, it was, and thanks to we should give a shout out to to Johnny T for hooking yes, us sir. up. Yes, sir. I wasn't um, here, that man. Yeah, he 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 did a solid, and and it was, it's, you know, because I, I was like, I, he shared the video, and I was like, dude, Abe liked your video, and he's like, Abe wants to do one. Do you want it? I was like, hey, yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Let's. Have no, it. John is. That's another crazy tour, real quick. That's another. Oh, uh, go. Yeah, we yeah. were on tour with. Uh, oh my God, it was uh, Pantera. White Zombie and us and wow. and Johnny and Johnny was uh, you know drumming for White Zombie back in the day before yeah. it was you know and and we had God did we have a lot of fun <laughs> on that man. I can but imagine yeah. and John is the sweetest sweetest he's uh, I, Uncle John he's my brother man and yeah, yeah. Johnny T yeah big yeah. time so much love to Johnny so thanks John Always. if you're watching for 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 hooking this up yes um, if people want to find you in your little corner of the internet, where can they find you? If you got an Insta- what's your Instagram? I do. I don't really do much with it. I, I should probably. I'm I'm bad at uh, social media. That's okay. And and I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I do have sure. I do have an Instagram. I think it's called uh, Abe Cunningham. Uh, VB Abe Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah. yeah, the the A's or V's because I uh, I didn't I never learned the alphabet. <laughs> beautiful yeah. well um we'll, we'll make sure that we link it and we'll link the okay. band's page and all that and the, and the show notes and stuff so um, oh man man beautiful thanks so much man it's been of a course. real pleasure no thank and, you so much for the time i could talk all day and listen if you if you get to Gla- if you ever could tour again and you get to glasgow you, the door's always open the coffee's yeah. always on man just come on in and we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk shit about drums i would love, I would love to just come say hi and, and meet you yeah, yeah. And, and check out the, the shop as well too yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. totally yeah beautiful Great. Okay. okay, man. Well, you take care. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio. You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk. Drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Drummers Only UK. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email. Or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.